Earth to Brit can be found wherever you go for your next podcast fix. My handle on Instagram and Facebook is Earth to Brit Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Earth to Brit Pod. Emails can be sent to earth to Brit.podcast at gmail.com. The podcast website is www.anchor.fm slash earth to Brit. Remember, Brit is spelled with two T's. B-R-I-T-T. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. This is a Yellow Wave production. Brit here, bringing you another episode of Earth to Brit, which would be part two of MBTI. Last week was part one. So if you did not hear your type last week, this is where you will. Um, I am not going to go through the intro on what MBTI or Myers-Briggs is. So if you're confused about that or what's going on, Go ahead, do me a favor and yourself and go back to last week's episode, MBTI Part 1, and listen to that, where I basically give a quick summary of the MBTI, what it is, what it means, what it does, where you can take the tests, where you can learn more, and then I talk about a couple of the types. And then this week, I finish it up and talk about majority of the types that I was unable to cover last week. So listen up for your type in this one or someone you know and love, and if you're not sure yet, I want to ask you, why haven't you taken the test? Because in the show notes, I will tell you three different places where you can take these tests and learn more. And also, they're free, by the way, and they're accurate. I've, I've tried it. It's I've made sure that they're legit. And then I also tell you which types specifically I talk about in each episode. So go ahead and check the show notes for that information. And because this was a little bit longer, I, I did it without ads, which is whatever. I mean, that doesn't really benefit me in any way, but I, I can't do too long of an episode. I'm just not here for that. So let's get to it. Waste no more time. Are you ready to learn more about these types from the Myers-Briggs personality test? I hope so, because that's what we're going to do. Enjoy. The first type we're going to talk about this week is the INFJ. So INFJs are conscientious and have a gift for intuitively understanding complex meanings and human relationships. You believe strongly in your insights and often have an uncanny sense of the emotions, feelings, and motivations of other people. You're driven to create global plans that will improve the lives of others. In everything you do, INFJs seek meaning and purpose. You are big picture oriented, more interested in the future than the present, more fascinated by what's behind the curtain than what is immediately obvious. 
Some driving forces for you are to understand the dance of the universe. You want to see the underlying meaning of things. A backup strength of yours is the fact that you have a unique understanding of people and their needs and emotions and a strong awareness of social expectations and human dynamics. A weakness is that you can lose track of details by focusing so much on the abstract, and you might become out of touch with reality or panic when having to deal with a lot of details all at once. Some stressors for INFJs are lack of alone time, overstimulation, navigating unfamiliar places, dealing with conflict, multitasking, and focusing on nitty-gritty details. One of the most defining qualities of the INFJ personality type is your vivid and private imagination. You have a unique ability to see patterns and connections between things and are focused on identifying where those patterns will lead in the future. We have named the INFJ the mystic simply because your gift for anticipating future events can seem magical, even though it can be explained scientifically. According to neuroscience expert Dario Nardi, INFJs experience a mental state of flow when they are tasked to solve a complex problem or envision a future scenario. When asked to imagine their lives in the distant future or to solve a mystery, INFJs harness all neocortex regions in order to realize an image. Each brain region offers a different perspective, and eventually, they compile all the perspectives into one best-fit solution. These types are programmed to imagine the future, to gather perspectives, and to search for hidden patterns. This is what gets them excited and occupies many of their thoughts. INFJs are also people of sensitivity and warmth. You have a highly developed awareness of other people's values and needs, and you tend to arrange their lives, your lives, in order to live harmoniously with the people around you. On some level of consciousness, INFJs feel it is your mission to understand all the various shades of how people think. You feel that you can't make a wise decision until you can get into the shoes of other people. I love that. Um, so this is true for a lot of types, but fun fact, INFJs can appear like extroverts. So although you are introverts, you will devote a great deal of time and energy to fostering and maintaining positive relationships. If you do not have empathic, deep relationships, you feel a great sense of loss and emptiness in your life. It is common for INFJs to fluctuate between spending a lot of time around their friends and family to getting an introvert hangover and disappearing from the world for bouts of time. I'm thinking of the INFJ, I, I know several, but the one I know specifically, she's also a projector in her human design. And I mean, she is just the spinning image of this, like this sentence was created about her. <laughs> so accurate. So because you care so deeply about other people, um, you can become overly wrapped up in the lives of your loved ones and forget to get the time alone, which you need to stay healthy. Unfortunately, by the time you realize this, many of you are already so depleted of energy that you simply disappear only to return to your friends days, weeks, or even months later, hoping that you haven't offended anyone too badly. So because you are driven by imagination, creativity, and the personal values of people, you tend to excel in careers that make use of that. Makes sense. You can be extremely productive and purposeful when you feel that you are adding to the welfare of others or if you are free to imagine, innovate, and design things. You are also gifted in the art of strategy. Because these types are so focused on anticipating and foreseeing future trends and implications, you can easily come up with insightful plans that are well thought out and account for potential problems. 
When you are doing very repetitive by the book jobs that require a lot of focus on technical details, you tend to get confused, stressed, and may have a hard time being as productive as usual. At your best, healthy INFJs tend to be strongly insightful, uncannily empathetic, inspiring, wise, and innovative. You can appear to be mystical or spiritual nature to others because they see so clearly how people think. I'm sorry, I keep going in and out of you and they. I'm trying to make it more personal. So you can appear to be mystical or spiritual in nature to others because you see so clearly how people think and can spot future outcomes so well. You are accepting and tolerant of others because you easily see many different perspectives. You're really good at putting yourself in other people's shoes, basically. But you also have a firm sense of what is right and wrong. Though you pursue an understanding of future outcomes to a great degree, you also know how to relax and just enjoy the moment. You appreciate people who are both similar and different from yourself, and you can recognize the strengths of all the different personality types. An unhealthy INFJ at that level, they can be, you can be single-minded, impractical, and out of touch with reality. You can be so focused on envisioning the future that you get stuck in endless daydreams and can't seem to keep up with regular responsibilities. You might struggle to eat properly, hydrate, and you can either sleep too much or not enough. At very unhealthy levels, INFJs isolate themselves because they don't want their way of life or their vision to come under attack from others. I get that too. You are typically hypersensitive and often assume that other people are thinking badly of you. Rather than seeing other people's differences and accepting them, you assume that other people are wrong or that they themselves are misfits that nobody can understand. You remember, this is all at a non-healthy level. You fluctuate between being poorly people pleasant and then judging others harshly. Some or all of these traits may be present in an unhealthy INFJ. Some INFJs also have unhealthy periods of their lives, followed by average or healthy periods. So some famous INFJs are Martin Luther King Jr., Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, Chaucer, Marie Kondo, Lady Gaga, Nicole Kidman, Morgan Freeman, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Shirley Temple Black, Mel Gibson, Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld, my bad, Jamie Foxx, Tom Selleck, Carrie Fisher, and Evangeline Lilly. This is what I'm made with. This is love. Next, we have the ESFP personality type. Real quick, INFJ has taught me at this point to try to read ahead and change from there to your correctly. It's makes it a little confusing. I wanted it to be more personal, but just take the test and then you'll know what your type is and you can fast forward to that if you could care less about any other type. But I'm going to just read it as it is there as so it's not going to be as personal, but it's the same information. So ESFPs approach life with a desire to experience it to its fullest degree. These types are always tuned into their environment, looking for opportunities to make an improvement. A strong sense of adventure is close to their heart and they yearn to trust their impulses and act on their immediate instincts. Because ESFPs are so keenly observant, they tend to be realists, quickly able to see what's relevant, what's factual, and what actually happened. They rarely have their heads in the clouds because it's so important for them to be ready for anything. 
These types crave a lot of variety. In fact, they're often jacks of all trades because they are drawn to so many different experiences and tasks. They're adept at multitasking, keeping their eyes and ears in tune with several things at once. ESFPs have many talents. They're often the entertainers, entrepreneurs, surgeons, and coaches of the world. They want to roll up their sleeves and make a difference in a tangible way, whether that's through making a crowd laugh, responding swiftly on a football field, performing open-heart surgery, or starting their own business. These types want to test their limits and push themselves, especially if what they're doing is in the service of others. According to the MBTI manual, ESFPs who took the Lifestyles Inventory Assessment ranked higher than other types on being changeable, energetic, forceful, initiating, and resourceful. These qualities truly exemplify their type. ESFPs enjoy change and variety. They meet life with resilience and gusto, and they are constantly scanning their environment to see what resources can be used to optimize the current moment. So some driving forces are they want to make the most of each moment to maximize resources and create opportunities, stay in sync with people and situations in their environment, and thrive on trusting their impulses. A backup strength is trusting their personal belief and value system, staying focused on what they want for themselves, and they are skilled at establishing personal bonds with other people. A few weaknesses are that they can act too quickly and forget to consider the future implications of their actions and may be logically inconsistent at times. Stressors, a couple of them are being overly controlled, confrontation, too much time alone, excessive paperwork or theory, being asked to complete a task without specific instructions, and excessive long-term planning. One of the defining characteristics of the ESFP personality type is their ability to react quickly and competently to sudden changes in their environment. They are the types that notice everything. They're always scanning their environment, picking out any details that stand out, don't fit, or could present an opportunity or a risk. Along with ESTPs, ESFPs are probably the types who are the fastest when responding to the phone ringing, a ball being thrown their way, or any sort of incoming stimuli. Because ESFPs are so immersed in their environment, they crave being active, connected, and competent to handle any physical challenge that comes their way. They enjoy taking smart risks, whether that means traveling to a less frequented part of the world or quitting their stable 9-to-5 job to launch their own business. They crave autonomy, free expression, and a life that aligns with their deeply held value system. As visionaries and pragmatists, they want to roll up their sleeves and get into the real work of making the world a better place, or, if nothing else, making it more fun and entertaining. ESFPs are also people of empathy and conscience. They are very aware of the emotional bonds that exist between them and others, and they try to use those bonds to connect, motivate, and understand. They often make skilled counselors, teachers, coaches, or healthcare workers because of their concern and desire to make a difference. They tend to spend their lives forming their own personal moral code that they try to follow regardless of whether or not their outer situation changes. ESFPs seek to understand what their unconditional values are, what convictions or truths are worth living and dying for. ESFPs tend to explore and develop these values as they go through life, refining them more and more as each year passes by. Although ESFPs are extroverts, they might get restless making small talk for long periods of time. They like being active, moving around, 
getting projects started, exploring new environments. Energetic and typically friendly, ESFPs are stimulated by interaction with other people, but it won't be long before they're coming up with exciting adventures to pursue or opportunities that they don't want to miss. And although ESFPs are feeling types, they are extremely matter-of-fact and no-nonsense. They are people of realism and facts. They are moved by their emotions and try to discover the underlying reasons for them, but they also value evidence, real-world experience, and facts. An understanding of the observable facts is essential to them when they make decisions and judgments. At their best, ESFPs live with a strong sense of compassion and initiative. They stand up for their values, for the underdogs, and for personal freedoms. They are often expedient, resourceful, enthusiastic, and encouraging. Their zest and joy for living is contagious, and they often draw people to them because they help them to see the world in a more optimistic light. Highly aware of personal dynamic, at this level, ESFPs are very effective at motivating and inspiring people to achieve their dreams and goals. They are also highly tolerant of people with different perspectives, seeing the strengths of people with opposite preferences like N or T or J. At their most mature, ESFPs do not feel like they have to be the life of the party all the time. Although they can be very dynamic and compelling leaders, they also enjoy relaxing and quietly observing and reflecting. They are drawn to a variety of people, and through their interactions, they become well-versed in understanding numerous perspectives, culturals, and lifestyles. When it comes to decision-making, healthy ESFPs pause before moving forward to consider long-term perspectives. They may ask for help from people with opposite preferences in areas that they know are weaker for them. For example, when it comes to strategically planning a business move, they may enlist an INTJ to help them with their plan. Unhealthy ESFPs at at this level, they become reckless and pleasure-seeking to an unhealthy degree. They are often very persistent in trying to make their environment exciting and immersive, but this can mean that they talk over others become pushy or overly dramatic to create a buzz of excitement. In the heat of the moment, they may say or do things they later regret, like teasing people too carelessly or taking a dangerous risk. They can also become overly reactive when they feel that their freedom is threatened, throwing tantrums, becoming overly indulgent, and dismissive. At this stage, they tend to feel that they are very in tune with other people, but in actuality, their perceptions are distorted by their own preferences. In the heat of the moment and in pursuit of their own desires, they may take no notice of the people around them and their needs or comfort levels. Some famous ESFPs are Elton John, Marilyn Monroe, Jamie Oliver, Adele, Steve Irwin, Miley Cyrus, Adam Levine, St. Mark, Bob Hope, Kathy Lee Gifford, Goldie Hawn, Penny from The Big Bang Theory, and Jack Dawson from Titanic. Leo, I love that. So the last two were obviously characters that were, um, their personality on screen is ESFP. So much fun. This is what I'm made with. This is love. Next up, we have, ta-da, my type, the girl behind the microphone, the INFP. That is my personality type. INFPs have been dubbed mediators, dreamers, healers. You might hear all three. Pretty much you get a good idea just from that. So INFPs are loyal, conscientious, contemplative individuals who focus on inner growth and development. 
These types strive for a life that has more meaning than a regular paycheck and a predictable, stable routine. These are the dreamers, the explorers, the writers, and advocates of the world. They use their feeling process to understand themselves and their values. They believe in championing the underdogs, contemplating life's mysteries, and sifting through their virtues and vices in a search for connectedness and purpose. INFPs may seem reserved and hard to read at first, but underneath their somewhat mysterious demeanor, they are often filled with lush imaginings, fiery passions, and steadfast convictions. Preach. So true. Uh, Some driving forces for INFPs are to live a life in alignment with their values and ethics, to stand up for a cause they believe in, and to experience inner harmony and integrity with oneself. A backup strength for INFPs are awareness of possibilities, potential, and alternatives, highly imaginative and creative with a strong focus on the big picture. Weaknesses are, a couple of them are, may be disorganized and have difficulty with structure and efficiency, and they can struggle to maintain objective, logical consistency in their decisions. 100%. (laughs) Uh, A couple stressors for INFPs are lack of alone time, conflict situations, rigid rules and schedules, unstable relationships, having a job that lacks personal meaning, meaning, let me say that again, having a job that lacks personal meaning, being forced to act in order to get along with people. Fuck yes. True. I'm doing my best not to agree, but you guys, I'm telling you, I can verify this is beyond accurate. So one of the most defining qualities of the INFP personality type is their talent in helping to clarify issues of ethics, identity, and values. The life of the INFP is a constant series of choices about whether something is worth believing in, worth defending, important, unimportant, authentic, phony, manipulative, or sincere. They mull over major choices and analyze them intensely to make sure that they feel true conviction about the choice they make. These types are less concerned with societal constructs and rules and more concerned with their own individual moral code. They create this code throughout their lives by analyzing beliefs, values, emotions, consequences, and experiences to discern what they really believe is true for them. They are more, far more focused on the individual than the collective and are often champions of issues like justice and freedom and self-expression. Some of their values may wind up being widely accepted, while others may be completely independent of any social norms or traditional beliefs. It's extremely important to INFPs to be able to nurture and protect their inner emotional life and to have the freedom to create their own internal belief system. INFPs are also people of imagination and vision. They enjoy looking out into the world and exploring possibilities, options, and potential. When they are inspired by something, that inspiration branches out into many different contexts, birthing more and more ideas and prospects. They strongly trust their imagination and enjoy generating hypotheses that can help them to have a clearer picture of what something really means. In their day-to-day lives, they work in bursts of energy. However, they are capable of great concentration if their imagination is stimulated and they are doing something they believe in. They tend to struggle with procrastination if what they're doing lacks meaning or doesn't align with their values. Although INFPs are introverts, they greatly enjoy brainstorming and discussing possibilities and ideas with people. Through conversation and in-depth discussion, they're able to flesh out their imaginative ideas and explore even more possibilities in relationships. 
When INFPs are in a creative state and in the company of good friends, they can appear quite jovial and engaging. This tends to happen more in one-on-one scenarios than in large groups. In large social gatherings, they often appear distant and reserved, small talk seeming unfulfilling and shallow to them, 500%. In careers, INFPs prize creativity, originality, and freedom. They want to be able to have a variety of tasks as well as plenty of opportunities for independence. They tend to work well on their own, especially if they believe in what they are doing. They show occupational trends in counseling, writing, and the arts. So at their best, healthy INFPs are accepting of others for who they are and are skilled at noticing the unique strengths and potential that they and others possess. They have tremendous integrity, integrity, I make up words sometimes, it's fine. They have tremendous integrity, imagination, determination, and creativity. Often visionary thinkers, INFPs at this stage are able to see connections and meanings that they may, that may be missed by others. They are steadfast believers in their cause and will go to great lengths to stand up for their beliefs. However, they do this in a gentle, measured way that is non-aggressive or forceful. They recognize that at the end of the day, people are responsible for their own actions and lifestyle choices. At their best, INFPs balance their ideas and vision with an ability to relax and enjoy life as it comes. They are mindful of their health, priorities, and relationships. They use their strengths to produce long-term plans and initiatives that will improve the world. They are concerned for people and are open-minded and tolerant, often excelling in one-on-one counseling. They respect other people's values, views, and opinions as long as those people are not harming others in the process. At this stage, they can accept harsh realities without becoming self-righteous or judgmental. So, unhealthy INFPs. If you're at a level where where you are unhealthy, they become isolative, resentful, and easily offended. They tend to have warped their dominant feeling process so that they have a hard time understanding different perspectives and values because they are so wrapped up in their own. They will use their intuition to imagine an ideal world, but it tends to be an unrealistic utopia rather than something that is attainable. They may fixate on this world rather than trying to go out into the real world to experience real life. During conflict situations, unhealthy INFPs may state their viewpoint decidedly and then withdraw. They can be especially self-righteous when it comes to arguments about any type of ethical or value-laden information. At this stage, they may feel like they are misfits or outcasts and that they are alone and the only ones crusading for good. They can be especially critical of others and defensive of their views. People tend to feel like they have to walk on eggshells around them. So some famous INFPs are Homer, Virgil, Mary, the mother of baby Jesus, um, William Shakespeare, Laura Ingalls Wilder from Little House on the Prairie, Helen Keller, A.A. A. Milne, he's the author of Winnie the Pooh, Fred Rogers, Donna Reed, Dick Clark, Jacqueline Kennedy, Neil Diamond, Julia Roberts, John F. Kennedy Jr., Lisa Kudrow, Fred Savage, Bjork, Alicia Keys, Tom Hiddleston, and Johnny Depp. Oh, and yours truly, Brit from Earth to Brit. Just saying, it's true, it's true. This is what I'm made with, this is love. Next up, we're going to talk about ISTJ personality type. 
It's also known as the logistician. So this logistician personality type is thought to be the most abundant, making up around 13% of the population. Their defining characteristics of integrity, practical logic, and tireless dedication to duty make ISTJs a vital core to many families, as well as organizations that uphold traditions, rules and standards, such as law, offices, um, regulatory bodies, and military. People with the ISTJ personality type enjoy taking responsibility for their actions, and they take pride in the work that they do when they are working towards a goal. ISTJs hold back none of their time and energy, completing each relevant task with accuracy and patience. ISTJs don't make many assumptions. Instead, they prefer to analyze their surroundings, check their facts, and arrive at practical courses of action. These personalities are no-nonsense, and when they've made a decision, they will relay the facts necessary to achieve their goal, expecting others to grasp the situation immediately and take action. ISTJs have little tolerance for indecisiveness. We would not get along, (laughs) but lose patience even more quickly if their chosen course is challenged with impractical theories, especially if they ignore key details. Or if challenges become time-consuming debates, ISTJs can become noticeably angry as deadlines tick nearer. When ISTJs say they are going to get something done, they do it, meeting their obligations no matter the personal cost. And they are baffled by people who don't hold their own word in the same respect. Combining laziness and dishonesty is the quickest way to get on ISTJ's bad side. Consequently, people with this personality type often prefer to work alone or at least have their authority clearly established by hierarchy, where they can set and achieve their goals without debate or worry o- over everyone else's reliability. ISTJs have sharp, fact-based minds and prefer autonomy and self-sufficiency against reliance on someone or something. Dependency on others is often seen by ISTJs as a weakness, and their passion for duty, dependability, and impeccable personal integrity forbid falling into such a trap. This sense of personal integrity is core to ISTJs and goes beyond their own minds. These personalities adhere to established rules and guidelines regardless of cost, reporting their own mistakes. Sorry, this is funny. It's like a kid telling on themselves. Reporting their own mistakes and telling the truth, even when the consequences for doing so could be disastrous. To ISTJs, honesty is far more important than emotional considerations and their blunt approach leaves others with the false impression that they are cold or even robotic. People with this type may struggle to express emotion or affection outwardly, but the suggestion that they don't feel, or worse, that they have no personality at all is deeply hurtful. ISTJ's dedication is an excellent quality, allowing them to accomplish much, but it is also a core weakness that less scrupulous individuals take advantage of. ISTJs seek stability and security, considering it their duty to maintain a smooth operation, and they may find that their co-workers and significant others shift their responsibilities onto them, knowing that they will always take up the slack. They tend to keep their opinions to themselves and let the facts do the talking, but it can be a long time before observable evidence tells the whole story. ISTJs need to remember to take care of themselves. Their stubborn dedication to stability and efficiency can compromise those goals in the long term as others lean ever harder on them, creating an emotional strain that can go unexpressed for years, only finally coming out after it's too late to fix. 
If they can find coworkers and spouses who genuinely appreciate and compliment their qualities, who enjoy the brightness, clarity, and dependability that they offer, ISTJs will find that their stabilizing role is a tremendously satisfying one, knowing that they are a part of a system that works. Some strengths of ISTJs are the fact that they're honest and direct. Emotional manipulation, mind games, reassuring lies all run counter to their preference for managing the reality of the situations that they encounter with plain and simple honesty. They are strong-willed and dutiful. Hard workers, they are able to stay focused on their goals, they're patient and determined, and they meet their obligations, period. Very responsible. I think that speaks for itself. (laughs) Calm and practical. None of their promises would mean much if they lost their tempers and broke down at every sign of hardship. They keep their feet on the ground and make clear, rational decisions. They also are strong with creating and enforcing order because their primary goal, if you remember, is to be effective in what they've chosen to do. So they believe that that's accomplished best when everyone involved knows exactly what is going on and why. They're also commonly known as jack-of-all-trades much like analyst personality types. They are proud repositories of knowledge. And usually that's more emphasized on facts and statistics than it is on concepts and underlying principles, but they're very good at it. Some of their weaknesses are the fact that they can be stubborn. So like example, like the thought that facts are facts and it's hard for them to resist any new idea that isn't supported by them. And that's where sciences that are not able to be proven with numbers necessarily, but with the fact that they simply work. We just can't always explain why. I don't feel like they would accept that easily, if at all. They can also be insensitive. They're not usually intentionally harsh, but they do hurt more sensitive types feelings simply because they believe that honesty is the best policy. So think of like a toddler again, with the fact just blunt honesty. It's refreshing, but it can be, it can take you aback and make, maybe hurt your feelings. That makes sense. They're always by the book. Another downside, possibly, because that makes them a little bit reluctant to bend any rules or try any new things, even when the downside is minimal. The fact that there's a downside is something they can't get past. They can be judgmental sometimes. So opinions are opinions. Facts are facts. ISTJs are not likely to respect people who disagree with those facts or people who remain willfully ignorant of them. They often unreasonably blame themselves. And you know what? That's that's devastating to me because they load themselves with all this extra work and responsibilities, turning away good intentions and helpful ideas before long things kind of hit a, like think of a scales of justice. You can only do that for so long before one side's going to be extremely out of balance and then they tend to take that on themselves as well. Some famous ISTJs are Sting, Denzel Washington, Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, George Washington, Condoleezza Rice, George H.W. Bush, Andrew Johnson, Herbert Hoover, And this next one is a fictional character, one from Game of Thrones, which, as I've said a hundred times by now, I don't watch. So I hope I say all these names correctly, but Eddard Stark. Oh boy, what a treat. Next, we get to talk about my husband's personality type. 
He is an ENTJ. And these types are known as also AKA commanders. So they're also known as commanders. There's a couple other names, but I don't remember them off the top of my head. So you're going to hear, if you remember the INFP type and then you hear this type, you're going to wonder, how do they even, how? That is a great question. I don't necessarily know how, but it is a known fact that INFPs and ENTJs together are like the most strange couple personality-wise, but it works and it brings out really good traits in the other, but it's a challenge. And I'm here to tell you that that is all correct, but it's worth it and I love it. So let's get to know ENTJs, which by the way, one of the most rare personality types in the world that you do not come across these often but you will know when you do. So commanders are natural born leaders. People with this personality type embody the gifts of charisma and confidence and project authority in a way that draws crowds together behind a common goal. However, commanders are also characterized by an often ruthless level of rationality, using their drive, determination, and sharp minds to achieve whatever end they've set for themselves. Perhaps it is best that they make up only 3% of the population because if they were to overwhelm the more timid and sensitive personality types that make up much of the other parts, the rest of the world, all the rest of us, that could be trouble. But we have ENTJs to thank for many of the businesses and institutions we take for granted every day. So for them, happiness lies in the joy of achievement. If there's anything ENTJs love, it's a good challenge, big or small, and they firmly believe that given enough time and resources, they can achieve any goal. This quality makes people with this personality type brilliant entrepreneurs, and their ability to think strategically and hold a long-term focus while executing each step of their plans with determination and precision makes them powerful business leaders. This determination is often a self-fulfilling prophecy as ENTJs push their goals through with sheer willpower. (laughs) I promise you I can speak. It's just hard when you're, you know, doing this all day. And this is the most I've talked considering the fact that who would I talk to? My three-year-old? Okay, I'm getting sidetracked crazily. Let me start that over. Their determination is a self-fulfilling prophecy because as they push through goals with sheer willpower where others might give up and move on, and their extroverted nature means that they are more likely to push everyone else right along with them, achieving spectacular results in the process. At the negotiating table, be it in a corporate environment or buying a car, ENTJs are dominant, relentless, and unforgiving. This isn't because they're cold-hearted or vicious per se. It's more that their personalities genuinely enjoy the challenge, the battle of wits, the repart, like, I can't, what is that word? They spelled that wrong. The, okay, repertoire is what I was going with that comes from this environment. And if the other side can't keep up, that's no reason for them to fold on their own core tenet of ultimate victory. I've seen this in action. It's very, it's, it is the most uncomfortable thing for me, but it, he's amazing at it. If there's anyone that they respect, it's someone who is able to stand up to them intellectually, who is able to act with a precision and quality equal to their own. 
These personalities have a particular skill in recognizing the talents of others, and this helps in both their team building efforts, since no one, no matter how brilliant, can do everything alone. I feel like that's a little bit of a reminder to them. And to keep ENTJs from displaying too much arrogance and condescension. However, they also have a particular skill in calling out others' failures with a chilling degree of insensitivity, and this is where they really start to run into trouble. Emotional expression isn't the strong suit of any analyst type, but ENTJ's distance from their emotions is especially public and felt directly by a much broader swath of people, especially in a professional environment. ENTJs will simply crush the sensitivities of those they view as inefficient, incompetent, or lazy. To people with this personality type, emotional displays are displays of weakness, and it's easy to make enemies with this approach. ENTJs will do well to remember that they absolutely depend on having a functioning team, not just to achieve their goals, but for their validation and feedback as well, something ENTJs are curiously very sensitive to. So these personality types are true powerhouses, and they cultivate an image of being larger than life, and often they are. They need to remember, though, that their stature comes not just from their own actions, but from the actions of the team that props them up, and that it's important to recognize the contributions, talents, and needs, especially from an emotional perspective of their support network. Even if they have to adopt a fake-it-till-you-make-it mentality, if ENTJs are able to combine an emotionally healthy focus alongside their many strengths, they will be rewarded with deep, satisfying relationships and all the challenging victories they can handle. Some strengths of these rare birds are the fact that they are very efficient. They see inefficiency not just as a problem in its own right, but as something that pulls time and energy away from all of their future goals, an elaborate sabotage consisting of rationality and laziness. They are also very energetic. Rather than finding these processes taxing, they are energized by it. That's what feeds them. It's their fuel. They're very self-confident. And that's makes sense. They couldn't, there's no way they could do what they do if they were plagued by self-doubt. They trust themselves, their abilities, they trust their opinions, and they believe in their capacities as leaders. They are very strong-willed and they don't give up when the going gets tough. They're in it for the, they are in it to win it <laughs> for real. They strive to achieve their goals and nothing is as satisfying as all of the challenges that rise up with those goals on their way to the finish line. They are very strategic thinkers. They exemplify the difference between moment-to-moment crisis management and navigating the challenges and steps of a bigger plan, and they are known for examining every angle of a problem and not just resolving momentary issues, but moving the whole project forward with their solutions. They are charismatic and inspiring, and these qualities combine to create individuals who are able to inspire and invigorate others. People want ENTJs to be their leader when they are showing their strong sides, these strengths. Now, they also, just like everyone, have some weaknesses, and a couple of those are as follows. They can tend to be stubborn and dominant, and sometimes, like, all this confidence and willpower can go too far, and then they're all too capable of digging in their heels, trying to win every single debate and pushing their vision and theirs alone. 
instead of just going with the flow or letting certain things go, it's just very difficult for them. They can be intolerant, kind of like a my way or the highway. They can also be impatient. So, like, think of this. Some people need more time to think than others. Raising my hand right here. An intolerable delay to quick thinking commanders, they just cannot, they can't stand it. It's probably one of their most annoying things that they have to deal with on a daily basis is people not just like, come on, I asked you a question, answer when you have to think of the answer. They just, they don't like that. They can be arrogant. Um, they respect, they respect quick thoughts from firm convictions, but they don't really care for people who can't do the same. They have a tendency to have a poor handling of emotions. So they often trample over other people's feelings and not even on purpose. They just, they're so focused and driven. So sometimes they don't even deal with their own emotions because that might be inefficient in the, at the moment. And then the other people around them, same thing. Like, I don't care what you're feeling, moving on when really you have to address that. Otherwise, shit falls apart. And another weakness is they can be cold and ruthless because their obsession with efficiency and unwavering belief in the merits of rationalism, especially professionally, it can make ENTJs incredibly insensitive in pursuing their goals, dismissing personal circumstances, sensitivities, and preferences as irrational and irrelevant. And it is not fun when that happens. We can, I know we can all think of a time when that has happened to us, but now you know why. That person was more li- most likely an ENTJ. So some famous ENTJs are Steve Jobs, Gordon Ramsay. Are you guys getting the picture? (laughs) These two for sure depict the ENTJ. Margaret Thatcher, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Jim Carrey, Whoopi Goldberg, Harrison Ford, Malcolm X, Al Gore, Dave Letterman, Steve Martin, and a fictional, a real person, but a fictional person, Tony Soprano from The Sopranos. This is what I'm made with. This is love. Now we are going to talk about a, another more one of the more rare types, but obviously not as rare as the ENTJ. Let's talk about ISTP. Let's see. So they have many titles, including virtuoso, crafter, artisan. You get the idea. All of these titles draw attention to the ISTP's tendency to be a jack-of-all-trades, creative, and resourceful with tools and objects in the environment. But there's more to ISTPs than their creativity, and not all ISTPs are masters of tools. So what does it really mean to be an ISTP? I'm about to tell you at least part of it, because I could talk about each type for days, and it still wouldn't cover everything. So... Their thinking is basically TI. That's a whole thing I don't have time for. But if you know anything about it or look into it, it will explain it for you when you take this test or after, whatever. The Their thinking, it gives them an intensely independent intellectual mindset. They combine a practical, level-headed demeanor with a deeply analytical way of looking at the world. They are fascinated with grasping the underlying principles of how everything works and is put together. As children and even adults, ISTPs can be found taking things apart, analyzing them, rebuilding them, and optimizing them. They love fixing things, solving problems, figuring out puzzles and logical truths. 
as introverted thinkers, they're constantly organizing and refining their mind bank and categorizing everything into more precise internal units. The truth is what matters, not rules, not convention, not procedure. As I'm reading this, I'm realizing my son is likely an ISTP, at least in this aspect. Although fun fact, real quick, I, I know I don't have time to digress or not digress, what am I even saying? I don't have time to get off topic or get on tangents, but when you're younger, if you took this test versus older, sometimes they stay the same, but sometimes they turn out the opposite. Like let's use ENFP, for example, and then you find out now you're INFP. That's possible. Um, it's happened to me and I can totally see why, but it's also accurate because when I was younger, I was more extroverted and, and people debate this all the time, but I'm telling you, I was an ENFP. I'm now an INFP because I'm not the same person, but just keep that in mind if you've taken it before and you take it again and get a different answer, that could be true. So they want to integrate as much data as possible into their understanding of the world. They take time to make decisions, commitments, and to subscribe to universal truths because they want to collect as much information as possible before they put their stamp of approval on anything. One of the best ways to understand introverted thinking is to compare it to extroverted thinking, the process that ISTJs use. So extroverted thinking is focused on efficiency, action, and organizing the outer world. TJs gather just enough information to complete something or make a decision. It can be rather impatient, but it's very much about action and decisions. In contrast, ISTPs use introverted thinking, which is focused on accuracy, precision, and organizing the inner world. So ISTPs will gather more and more information, constantly searching for more accuracy, more precise truth, and better terminology. Because they're so focused on having a complete picture of anything before moving forward, they can seem like they're procrastinating. Um, that doesn't always mean that they are. Uh, let's see. So next we're going to talk about their sensing, which is how they perceive the world around them. And how they do that is a extroverted sensing, which is SE. So that's where the S comes in. So this gives them an intense awareness of concrete details. They can take in a lot of data and stimulation and maintain a high level of alertness and attentiveness. What would overstimulate other types? ISTPs are able to absorb with startling accuracy. So they see the world around them in real time and they notice things in explicit detail and they can respond to sudden changes quickly. They can be deeply analytical yet still aware of what's going on around them and responsive to their environment. As children, many ISTPs like to use a combination of thinking and sensing to master hands-on activities like sports, music, playing video games, or crafting. They want to experience things in a tactile way to understand them. In school, they tend to be labeled as kinesthetic learners. So they have strong observational powers and utilitarian wisdom. Words, right? Um, this contributes to their skill in fields as surgeons, soldiers, technicians, mechanics, and even stuntmen or women, just saying. Um, they have a strong desire for adventure and experience. They're often impulsive, thrill-seeking, and on a constant quest to challenge themselves. They usually dislike routine and prefer to mix up their lifestyle with new and novel experiences, especially of the recreational variety. They may take up skydiving, surfing, rock climbing, or horseback riding. They may use their attention to fine and make high quality, wait, I'm sorry, repeat. We're going to try that again. 
they may use their attention to make high quality pieces of art or furniture. There is almost nothing they can't do when they really set their mind to it. So some strengths for ISTPs are the fact that they are problem solvers. They're great and excellent, in fact, at seeing solutions to complex problems and situations. They're very resourceful and can find creative, hands-on ways to get out of a crisis, organize an efficient plan of action, and find the most viable solutions to things that puzzle other types. They're independent. They're autonomous and intellectual. They don't feel the need to conform to tradition or lean on society to feel self-sufficient. They're also analytical. They love to take problems apart and analyze them from the ground up. They're also really good at seeing creative solutions because of doing that, I would imagine. They're practical. They're known for being level-headed and have a realistic mentality. They're also honest. They make it a personal goal to be as truthful as possible. They don't like sugarcoating things and they think it shows respect to other people to be authentic with themselves and others. I cannot love that more. They're energetic. They like to be actively engaged with the world around them. They like to be involved. They like products. They don't want to be sedentary for long periods. Sedentary, why did I say it that way? I wish I knew. If I knew, I would tell you, but here's the thing, not a clue. They are also spontaneous and flexible. So they have fast reflexes and they're able to adapt quickly to new and changing situations. They don't need as much preparation time as other types do. And they are very, very great in a crisis. They keep a level head. They are not, not that they're not able to panic, but they just like it's Everything shuts down except for what's necessary, and they're very good in a crisis. Some of their weaknesses are the fact that they can be overly private because they're naturally reserved. However, it's okay to do that, but sometimes they take that tendency too far and they don't let anyone in. Sometimes they could be tactless. They focus on logic over feelings most of the time, and usually they're able to keep that in mind when talking to other people, but sometimes they get so focused that they their inner world transfers to their outer world, if that makes sense. They can also become easily bored. They like to be actively engaged with the world around them or analyzing problems, finding out ideas, small talk, don't want anything to do with it. They want theoretical conversations and important things like that. And they want to be focused and engaged. They can also be overly impulsive because of the fact that if you remember, they have that thrill-seeking side and they aren't afraid to take risks. So that combination can kind of make you a little bit overly impulsive and that makes sense to me. They can also be commitment averse. Again, why I said it that way, I don't know. But there are tons of them in long-term relationships, but it is sometimes a thing for them to put off commitment for as long as possible because it, it makes them feel trapped or oppressed and to commit to long-term goals. I understand that if things are changing constantly and they're always th- seeking thrills, why, why would you want something that could possibly be the opposite of that at some point? So, and again, keep in mind, we all have weaknesses and strengths. So this is nothing bad or good. It's just all perspective and it is what it is. Some famous ISTPs are Olivia Wilde, Michael Jordan, Clint Eastwood, Tom Cruise, Michelle Rodriguez, James Dean, Burt Reynolds, Keith Richards, Frank Zappa, Sir Edmund Hillary, who was, FYI, the first man to climb Mount Everest, 
And then our fictional characters are Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. Again, not a freaking clue. Never seen it. And then Indiana Jones. This is what I'm made with. This is love. Next up, we have the ENTP personality type. So they've been called a couple things. Their nicknames include debater, the innovator, the visionary, whatever one you think is best if you already know about this type or listen to the rest of this and then you can tell me what you think. Do not care. I care, but it's up to you. Not forcing anything on you. So they have a very strong extroverted intuition. And it's, in fact, their most preferred process to use. And it's the one that enables them to experience a flow state. So they're focused on interpreting situations and relationships and finding patterns and links between abstract ideas in the outer world. The ENTP sees everything as being connected, everything as part of a bigger picture, everything is having exquisite potential and possibility. I like that. Uh, Their remarkable ability to juggle numerous ideas, abstractions, and tangents simultaneously is confounding to many other types, mine included, I wish. They might seem random to other people, as if they're going through numerous unrelated rabbit trails in thought and speech, but if you listen closely, you will see how each rabbit trail is part of one enormous big picture idea or theory. They are so full of plans and so constantly tuned into possibility that in the time it takes them to brush their teeth in the morning, they probably have thought up 100 ideas. The amount of mental stamina that they put into brainstorming and envisioning would exhaust many other types, but that's what excites the ENTP, and that's what gives them a zest for life and an energy that is absolutely contagious. So they're also seeker explorers. They have that nature. They want to immerse themselves in theories, ideas, new cultures, environments, experiences. They are fed by novelty and by anything innovative and unusual. So as a result, they might find that they hate doing anything the tried and true way. Ray. The tried and true way. Uh, The reliable past is boring to them and it's much more fun for them to improve things or change them. And, And in some ways that can be a great strength because they are masters at finding innovative ways to improve systems and plans. Other times that can get them stuck reinventing the wheel and regretting the time they spent doing something in a new way that could have been done faster the traditional way. However, I give you all permission, you ENTPs, to figure that out on your own because we need you clearly in the world. I think we need more of you. They're open-minded, unconventional, enthusiastic. They're just very inspiring people. So also they... They look at subjective internal world of underlying truths and principles in order to create original systems and categories. What a lot of people fail to realize about ENTPs is that though their exterior may seem impulsive or disorganized, internally, they are very organized and want every bit of data to have an appropriate framework. They logically analyze everything they hear, everything they see, and everything they experience to try to figure out where it fits in that framework that they've developed in their mind. They are also focused on understanding the needs and emotions of people outside themselves. They notice relationships, social expectations, and they're driven to maintain harmony. So usually that's expressed and not valued, especially in their early lives. 
Um, and they can come across because of that as tactless or insensitive because they just don't have that feeling process matured yet. And they might struggle to pick up other people's moods and their emotions. But when they get to midlife, and this is just a usual circumstance, it becomes more pronounced and mature. And that's a great thing because then they start to shine. They have a charm to them and their natural ease in social situations is envious to a lot of other types. Um, but, but, but. So they provide a sense of what other people want and need. They legitimately enjoy making social connections and giving and receiving praise. They feel pulled to take care of others if they think that that person might be in peril or if they are being misunderstood. Kind of, kind of rooting for, looking out for the underdog. So that makes sense. Um, let's see. What was, I missed a spot. Okay, so then another thing that they do is they can prefer to focus on big picture concepts and the future. The past seems boring most of the time. They do have a tendency to see in impressions rather than in details. And they run the risk of neglecting details, ignoring past lessons, and starting new projects again and again instead of completing the projects they started, often because the detailed work gets mundane for them. I, I feel like INFPs and ENTPs would have, there's no way they would not be the best of friends. Just saying. I'm loving this. Um, the older they get, the more they mature and develop, the more that they're sensing will develop. They might, however, find themselves simultaneously drawn to the future, yet nostalgic about how things were before. They start to enjoy sifting through precious memories and enjoying annual traditions, and their memory starts to become more detailed and nuanced. That's great, because then they can really, really, really do what they need to do and shine as who they are as a personality type. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some strengths of the ENTP, which include the fact that they are intellectual. They love to learn abstract concepts, theories, they love it. They want to learn. They like analyzing information and they're fascinated by technology, innovation, and science. ENTPs are original. They they are rare. I mean, they're not rare as a personality type as much as others are, but they just feel rare in how they look at life. They are enthusiastic. They are skilled at being entertaining and informational all at the same time. They have an excitement for the future and for new possibilities that is absolutely contagious. They are also quick thinkers. They can handle a lot of disparate information and chaotic situations and find ingenious or even creative solutions. They think well under pressure. They're also adaptable. They're able to jump to new situations with confidence and enthusiasm. That's amazing. They're also logical. They can separate themselves from emotions and biases in order to find logical, effective plans of action. Couple of weaknesses here. If you can hear my dogs, by the way, ignore them as best you can because I am not stopping. I'm on a roll. They can be distractible because they love generating ideas and being expired, but sometimes they have a hard time seeing their projects through to completion. They can sidestep commitments and obligations because there's Think about it. There's always something new and more fun to do to entertain your mind. They can be argumentative. So they enjoy a good nature debate, but they can struggle to understand people who think there is ill will involved, like read the room kind of thing. 
They can also be tactless. They can misjudge the feelings of other people or walk all over them in their discussion or debate without even trying to hurt them, but just not reading the room again. And sometimes they're impractical. They're so focused on the future and what could be that they lose sight of current absolute needs and practical concerns, like forgetting to pay the bills or do the dishes or keep up on any sort of day-to-day activities that they might find mundane, especially when inspired. Some famous ENTPs are Weird Al Yankovic, Adam Savage, Sarah Silverman, Mark Twain, Tom Hanks, Thomas Edison, Celine Dion, Julia Child, Alfred Hitchcock, David Spade, Matthew Perry, which he's, he plays Chandler in Friends, Rachel Ray, Rodney Dangerfield, and some fictional characters are Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean, Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones, Jim Halpert in The Office, and Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. This is what I'm made with. This is love. It is time for the ISFJ. They are known as the Defender, the Nurturer, the Protector. All of these names, nicknames, I should say, describe what they're so good at. And that is taking care of individuals, communities, values, and positive traditions. So basically they pay close attention to meaningful details and facts to determine what can be relied upon and depended upon. They test their memory and the experiences that they've lived through to decipher what can be believed and trusted. They can often recall with stunning detail, memories, reflections, things that other people have forgotten. And in fact, they don't just remember the concrete details, but they can remember exactly how those experiences made them feel inside. I, for some reason, what's coming to mind is like a shelter animal. I, I Am I the only one? I don't know. Let me know. But that's what so far, that's the first thing. And then it's just getting stronger and stronger. So they use the information that they gather to compare new experiences to the past to determine what lessons can be learned, what obstacles can be avoided, and what methods provide the most security and dependability. One of the reasons they're referred to as protectors is because of the fact that they are highly attuned to what will provide security and safety. They are very fond of the tried and true techniques that have been proven to work again and again through history and life experience. When it comes to details, they have an attention for them that is astounding to many other types. They are often the first to notice when someone changes the decor in a room or when there's an inconsistency in a pattern or behavior. When it comes to their work, they bring the same attention to detail, embodying a focus and care that is impressive. They basically... Okay, so they are highly attuned to the needs of people around them. Basically, it's their feeling. Like they can feel and suss out who needs them around them, how they're feeling, um, even unexpressed desires and emotions, which to me is like mystical. I love that so much. They are often tireless in their efforts to bring harmony and practical service to people in their community, including family, all that stuff, obviously. When they make decisions, they will try to step into situations to consider. So like basically like step into shoes, I want to say, to consider how those decisions will impact everyone involved. 
They may know a lot of the logical pros and cons and facts of the matter, but they will focus first on maintaining harmony and sticking to their values and ethics. They're extremely driven by their core values. They're very devoted to what they believe is right, what they believe is fair, and what they believe is in the best interests of the people they care about. They put a lot of importance on treating others with respect, and they do not have patience for trolling or rudeness. So another thing about them is that they, they're all about searching for accuracy. So they'll classify data internally and understanding the logical principles behind how everything works, it's key to them. They don't usually develop this strong sense of that until their 20s or 30s, but when they do, they are fully able to embrace it. It even becomes a source of creativity and relief for them, and it adds balance to their decisions, and it gives them a stronger desire to find accuracy in their experiences and opinions. So it's like a cycle that feeds itself. They test their uh, ideas, their viewpoints, all of that. They test it to see whether it stands up to logical scrutiny. They also are very good at seeing numerous theoretical ideas and possibilities. So basically, they can scan through everything and see numbers. Like, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of an example. They can just see not just one, not just two, but like several in, in each category, whatever category you throw at them. Um, sometimes, though, they feel a little bit apprehensive or even dread the future because they prefer a world of experience and trusted facts. So they like to have a solid ground, kind of, if that makes sense. And on top of that, though, they can also have difficulty imagining possibilities without worrying about all that could go wrong because of that lack of solid ground. Let me see here real quick. Okay, so they really, really, really like to brainstorm and follow new possibilities and to see where they could go once they're mature. That's not so much when they're younger. Um, if they're stressed out, they can kind of see nothing but the negative because I feel like they just close off and think, I don't have my safety of knowing what works and what doesn't. Being thrown into unknown situations, I feel, would be pure hell for the ISFJ. So some strengths for this type are the fact that they are practical. They're down to earth. They're grounded. They're good at making sure that daily needs are met. Can I get an ISFJ in my life, please? Because half the time I forget to eat or I am not practical at all. I need an ISFJ in my life right now. <laughs> if you know anyone, let me know. They like to know how to take care of themselves and their loved ones, and they want to be prepared for everything. ISFJs are empathetic. They're extremely compassionate and devoted individuals. They easily pick up on the moods and emotions of everyone around them, and they try to understand what's going on with everyone around them on a deeper level all the time. That empathy is often what draws them into career fields that are located in psychology, religion, social work, or teaching. Another strength is that they are focused. They have intense focus on whatever task is at hand. They are good at detail-oriented work and making sure that everything they work on meets their high standards. They're also responsible. 
They're meticulous and reliable people. They believe in keeping their word and showing up for their loved ones, even when it might be convenient. I don't relate to that, but I love it. The world needs differences. Am I right? So they tend to go above and beyond what is expected of them when it comes to taking care of their friends, families, and community. They're hardworking. They're, they have a very strong work ethic. They believe in work before play, and they tend to get their tasks finished way ahead of schedule. Again, I've never been able to relate to that. Exact opposite over here. How do you, Have you taken your tests yet? How do you compare? I'm curious. For each type. It's so fun, right? They're also practically practically imaginative. That feels like bridled to me. That feels like contained. But hear me out because this is their type and we need them. They pride themselves on keeping a level head, but that does not mean that they don't have imagination. They draw from their experience and attention to sensory details and are able to create beautiful ideas and opportunities. They can be very creative in a hands-on way with crafts, building, parenting, stuff like that. Some weaknesses are the fact that you guessed it. If you're wondering, here comes the problem that I was feeling was going to happen right from the start. They can forget their own needs. Not necessarily martyr, but I feel like kind of maybe. They tend to work so hard to take care of everyone around them that they forget themselves in the process. It is important. I would argue it is vital for them to make time for their own self-care and their own interests. They have a high rate of burnout. And, oh, what do you know? Forgetting self-care and relaxation is the main culprit. In fact, according to the MBTI manual, ISFJs rank second highest on both emotional exhaustion and depersonalization burnout scales. Take care of yourself first. I can't reiterate it enough. Like we all know your own face mask must go on first. It is so easy for these types, I feel, or people who feel like they need to be different to ignore that and do the opposite. Don't do it. You first. If you're full, especially if you're this type, think about that. If you're this type and you are full and taken care of, Can you even fucking imagine what you can do in the life of your loved ones versus what you're doing right now and suffering for it? Take that to bed. Think about it. Let me know what you come up with because I feel like you could be a bombshell. Like you could just be so, so good if you took care of yourself first. Moving along. I could not help myself. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I didn't mean to do that. No judgments. I just care and I'm looking out for you. Okay, so another weakness is they can be overly sensitive. They tend to take criticism personally and they can have trouble separating constructive and personal criticism. They also might get upset with themselves and and become super angry over that criticism or conflict. They're also fearful of change because they value routine, tradition, and their past experiences so highly They might shut down at new experiences or new ideas real quick. It's important for them to take the time to look at new possibilities before shutting them down. As we mentioned with the first one, another weakness is that they might be prone to emotional burnout. They tend to absorb the emotions of everyone around them. And because they're so private about their own emotions, they can become emotionally overloaded and burned out. So say you're getting emotional and everyone around you is. So I feel like right now with this COVID-19 going on, 
can we all just please check on our ISFJ types out there, please? If you don't know your type, take the test. If you're feeling like anything I'm saying rings true for you, I got you. Like, can we please, if you know your ISFJ friends and family out there, get out and reach out, not get out, do not get out, stay home, stay six feet away. I mean, get out of your comfort zone and reach out to them because I don't think they're okay right now if this is true. They feel that they're constantly taking on other people's worries, cares, fears, while not finding an outlet for their own. And that is devastating. They need at least one person that they can talk to about their own emotions and feelings. And I feel like they also need to follow through on that and do it. So famous ISFJs, Beyonce, I mean, come on, Queen Elizabeth II, Aretha Franklin, Vin Diesel, Halle Berry, Kate Middleton, Anne Hathaway, Lance Reddick, Selena Gomez, Robin Roberts, she is from Good Morning America, if you're unfamiliar, Christy Yamaguchi, who is a U.S. Olympic figure skater, William Howard Taft, Louisa May Alcott, Caitlin Stark from Game of Thrones, we're going into the fictional now, obviously, Captain America, our girl Pam Beasley from The Office, Vito Corleone, the godfather, and Brie Vandekamp from Desperate Housewives. Oh. This is a Yellow Wave production.